Hey guys, Don here. I wanted to check in before the episode started and just let you know, we recorded this episode about a month ago. Um, as with all of our episodes, we record them ahead of time and then release them on a schedule. So we recorded this before all of the events surrounding George Floyd and the following protests occurred. Um, so we're obviously not going to bring it up in the episode proper, but we'd be remiss not to say something. Um, Lee and I have spent the last week just heartbroken and frustrated at the state of things and we just want to say you know take this time to check on your neighbors particularly um, your neighbors of color and support businesses owned by people of color the community's hurting but the movement seems to be gaining a momentum that is I do think generally positive so hopefully there's change coming Um, we'll talk soon see you guys later Greeting Earthlings, welcome to Saturday Morning Showdown After Dark. If this is your first time joining us, my name's Don. I'm Lee. We're a tag team of pop culture artists that go by the name 8-Bit Fusion. And this week we're doing something a little different. We usually watch shows that we loved as kids, but we wanted to do as a thank you for sticking with us through the coronavirus and all of this. We're going to cover some shows we like to watch a little later, some cartoons we like to watch a little later. Um, this week, we're covering one that I personally love called Mission Hill. Lee, you've seen Mission Hill, right? Yeah, I saw it a couple of years ago. You showed me it, and I just, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm looking, really looking forward to watching it again. Yeah, this is one I caught when I was in high school. Uh, I really relate to, really, honestly, all of the characters. So this is something I find myself revisiting frequently. Um, but you you haven't seen it in a couple of years? Yeah, it's been a couple of years. But yeah, it looks like you watch it frequently. Like I'm just looking at our YouTube stream right now. It looks like you've watched it in the last couple of days at least once a week or something like that. No, I, I watched it like within the last month, though. Oh, uh, Don't lie. You definitely watched it last week. <laughs> I saw you. It was not last week. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's put it on and see what we think. All right. Three, four. And we're back. So we just finished the first episode of Mission Hill, the douchebag aspect. And coming right out of it, what do you think? I forgot how funny this was. Um, The animation is great like super colorful super fun uh i just forgot how much this reminded me of being just a col like i guess a, a kid in high like high school and college and i don't know just made me laugh so much and i could definitely relate to it a lot yeah i i love this show so much all of the characters are i either see myself or i see people like that i know still to this day like they're all super relatable um you are right i think this is one of the best looking cartoons ever i i truly love the animation the animation style um there's like little visual ticks throughout it that i think are really funny like when um when andy checks out Gwen's butt there's like a dotted line that goes from his eye to her butt that's really funny <laughs> yeah that was pretty funny yeah like the there's just there's lots of like little visual like 
tricks in the animation that are really cool. Since we're on it, this is one of the last film Ronin paint-on-cell hand-drawn animations. At the time that this had come out, most of their shows had transitioned to computer-generated, mm-hmm. and the creators of the show, Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein, insisted upon having this be done old-school hand-drawn. It's part of the reason why the show failed, because it, it made it so much more expensive to make, mm-hmm. but aesthetically, it was the right choice. It looks beautiful. Yeah, I think it goes... So, from what I'm seeing and understanding... Is so this looks like it is like part of like like an artsy part of like New York City. Does this place actually exist, or is it like, or does was this like based on a town that's part of New York City? Because it looks like like an art like he like Andy is a cartoonist, so it does make sense, and it made sense as was hand drawn because it's just like an it just looks like it's like a little artsy town. Like, what do you know about this show and where it was located? So yeah, Mission Hill isn't actually a place. I always pictured it as kind of like a Greenwich Village, like like art district of, of New York. Although that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. In the opening credits, you do see the city skyline, mm-hmm. and it is the Chicago skyline. Huh. So you know, take it for what you take it for what you will. Because um, like I said, it doesn't exist, but it's definitely the hipster art district of whatever city it happens to be in. And yeah, like you're right. There's, like, the hippie Posey that they live with who's, like, all about... She doesn't use the word chakra, but I'm sure she uses the word chakra in her daily mm-hmm. in her daily life. Um, she probably has crystals. Like I said, we never we don't see right. them, but yeah. it, she's definitely the kind of person who would have a crystal collection. Yeah. Um, Andy's a cartoon artist. You ever... Well, you do eventually find out what Jim does, but, like, Jim never talks about his job. That's, like, not a part of his, like, life, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, he's the kind of guy that works but doesn't like live to work like mm-hmm. he works to live. So there's all sorts of different types of people. Like, yeah, like yeah. they went to a, they went to a club to go see a ska show. Um, <laughs> they're like, you got your punks, you got your like posy, like just your like space cadets. Um, you got your stoners. And then when you went to the school, like there's this all like the, such a diverse crowd. And then, I'm sure we'll talk more about this soon, but like, and then the couple that lives in the building that is a gay couple, like it's just like such a diverse crowd of people. And then of course his brother, Kevin is just like the dork. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a really great scene very early on after he leaves work, before he goes to visit his parents, he walks home from the, from the waterbed store to his apartment and you see the cavalcade of, of just, different diverse people of the city you know i'm talking about like that scene where he's walking down the street you see so many different just people and it's just such a weird eclectic mix that like really embodies what mission hill is um and that's throughout the whole show that mission hill is a very eclectic diverse scene and going back to like where he's working so like him being an artist in mission hill whether it's new york or chicago or whatever being an artist in mission hill but then having to work that terrible terrible dead-end job that's just the typical life of an of an artist and like just seeing that like it's a bad job like that his boss is an asshole he's making him work even though he, he wants to go even though his boss made plans so they shove him in they lock him in the bathroom. Which is he great. says no per he, he can't be on the phone. Like it's just like the 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 typical dead end job, terrible boss ever. Like it they they portray that so perfectly. Yeah, the guy and that character is super great. Um 
Yeah, like what? What does he say? You guys can't leave early because I got to leave early. I got a date with a with a girl with some. Or no, he doesn't even say. Oh, he doesn't even say I have a date with a girl with fake jugs. He says I have a date with some fake jugs, <laughs> the kind I like. Like he's just this, the, the the worst worst kind of person yeah. you'd ever want to work for but we've all had we've, that job we've, we've all, all had, had those terrible yeah. dead-end jobs especially being in if if you're someone that has to work that is choosing to work in the arts you have to have that terrible job or else you're just not gonna especially living in new york you're just not gonna make ends meet or any city even philly is expensive starting to go especially with that the, like the fish town getting in that area new river liberties is getting so expensive now because it's, that's where the artsy stuff is yep I meant to say this before we watched it, but this show premiered in 1999. Oh. Yeah, so that's really early. That is. Um, It was on, I want to say, UPN. Yeah, it ran for 13 episodes and then got canceled, um, partly because it was poorly rated. They ran it on like a Friday night, and the show before it was uh, the Steve Harvey show, oh. which is like a family comedy. Yeah. So it's a re- it was a really That's weird. weird. Yeah, it, it didn't stand a chance, honestly. It gets such a weird pairing that like the Steve Harvey audience was never going to watch this show and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So it, it didn't do well to begin with. So they canceled it and it was expensive to make because of the hand drawn. So they canceled it after 13 episodes. So That's all you get with this show is 13 episodes. It was then picked up by Cartoon Network and aired on Adult Swim in 2002. That is when I saw it. It has like a cult following mm-hmm. from that. It's it's like part of the defining like voice that was that early Adult Swim. I'm glad that it sort of had that that resurgence because that's again where I found it and I, I it's one of the best shows. Yeah, I think it, it fits in like great with that. I just remember watching Cartoon Network in the in the late 90s, early 2000s, and just that that first Adult Swim, like, with, I don't know, I'm trying to remember what was even on that, like, Robot Chicken. I didn't even know if Robot Chicken was on there, but it was definitely Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah, 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 so that was that. I want to say there. C-Lab 2021. Yeah, I caught that later. Yeah. But yeah, that, 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 that this early 2000s block, especially, like, I remember that time in my life, I was, like, super emo, starting to listen to all that emo music. Um, yeah. I was in in my early years of high school, like it just, it was a weird time for me. So like, I think it just fit. Like, I didn't, I don't remember seeing it, but that whole block was just a perfect time for everything that was going on in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I that was very much my shit. So, um, I'm, I'm glad I found it there because it, it's, it's a great show. Um, I mentioned earlier this, the creators of this show are Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein. They are Simpsons alumni. They wrote, they were like the showrunners for um for a couple seasons of The Simpsons. I think they worked on Futurama as well. They're great. That's great. Bill Oakley has a really cool Instagram channel that I, I recommend people people watch. But he uh he lives in Portland, I wanna say. Okay. And he he reviews fast foods and it's he's very funny on his on his Instagram. Yeah, def- that's definitely the top one I want to check out. Yeah, because like me and you, like we do we we're constantly trial especially like doing Ape Fusion. We're constantly like looking for fast food to eat constantly yeah. traveling constantly like checking out different we're kind of like kind of trying to follow in anthony bourdain's footsteps it's <laughs> like just like being a spontaneous and just finding those cool food places so i definitely love watching like 
uh, traveling and food related YouTube videos or, or blogs. I actually got, was even thinking of starting like an ape fusion, like foodie kind of blog. Just was like yeah. to be in within our travels. I think it'd be something cool to do, but that's definitely something I definitely want to check out. Yeah. His, he's, he's really funny. So yeah, I, I recommend his, uh, again, his Instagram account to jump to the theme song. It's the best. Yeah. It's, I love it's it. Cake. Yeah. It's it's my favorite cake song, but it's an instrumental sped up version of my favorite cake song. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's perfect. It it I I I think I was dancing along to it when we were watching. Like I just <laughs> I love it so much. I know. And the sound effects and music overall um in this episode and and in general. Yeah. It's really good. It's a, the music's it's kind of difficult because in 1999, when this was made, and then 2002, uh, when it was re-aired, producers weren't thinking about DVD releases at that time. So a lot of right. you'll find a lot of those shows they didn't get the license for the music. Mm-hmm. So if you watch the show, there's like moments throughout Mission Hill that are punctuated by amazing indie rock songs by like really good artists, mm-hmm. but they didn't get the license for um those songs so when they released it on dvd later on yeah they had to change the music hmm. so that's um, why they sped it up a bit no that that, that that was always that way the cake song they had they 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 must have licensed differently than the the music in the show okay um so like yeah I, and i we're watching it on youtube so i don't know if the youtube version is the dvd version mm. or if it's like it's too good a quality to be i think ripped from television yeah um so it's probably the dvd version but you'll see it with futurama too there's a couple really good moments that are punctuated by amazing songs that they had to change for the dvd release because at the time of them airing it they just didn't think about these things so that sort of sucks but they do their best to to emulate the song that originally was there to make that moment still cool but it, it's just, it's kind of weird to talk about because yeah there, there was definitely different songs when i was watching this in in 2002 like the moment where he's walking down the down the street mm. that is not the same song that was that was originally there it's something similar yeah, but it was a more it was like an actual band that like you might know then, but so yeah, it's just a weird thing. But the music still sounds like it still works really well. They still do that mix of like early two thousands indie rock that I was listening to at the time. So that's super cool. Yeah, um, the sound effects are amazing. Like every time they hit the dog over the head, <laughs> oh, it makes that- this really like hollow bonking noise that yeah, kills bite. me it just yeah it cracked me up and also why were you hitting your dog with a spoon i mean the dog was practically brain dead at that point so still, they're not really doing still, much damage it's not nice like, no it's not nice it's really not nice i would never do that to an animal no whether it's drinking beer or not i <laughs> wouldn't like but yeah that sounds like like cracked me up like the, the, is that dog hollow like what why 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 that sound effect? It's just, it, i mean i i don't know if they were trying to make a statement with it, but it just, it, it made me laugh every time. <laughs> and then when he coughs, he coughs up like a whole bunch of cigarettes like, and change. Change, like, it's so random. Yeah. To hop into the cast, the cast is like awesome. It is a really, really good cast. Andy is probably the most recognizable character. Um, his 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 name is... Wallace Langham. Okay. He's a television character actor 
Um, so he's like one of those guys I would describe as he's that guy that was in that thing. Um, he's in like, I want to say 150 shows. He's done every cop drama that's out there. He's one of the main characters on CSI, I think still to this day. Um, Hmm. Hodges is his name. Okay. Like 200 something episodes of CSI, hmm. but he's on an episode of Criminal Minds. He's on an episode about, of CSI or NCIS. I was just, about to, mention, was just like, about to mention Criminal Minds. So yeah. what, what, do you remember what he was in Criminal Offhand, Minds? Offhand, I don't. Oh. Um, but if you look up his his like headshot, mm. you would recognize him because he's in hundreds of shows, mm. never as a main character other than CSI. But he's in so much stuff that you've seen him in things. Um, so he's he's great. The guy who voices Kevin, who. Kevin has a repulsive voice. I cannot stand his voice. It's just like that. Yeah, it's perfect. Because, I mean, I had a little sister. You had a little brother. Like, getting annoyed by that younger it, it, sibling. Exactly. It's, so it's, perfect. it's the perfect, like, annoying younger sibling voice. But yeah. it's it's so hard to listen to. It really is. <laughs> but he, he nails it. He really does. Um, his name is Scott Melville. And he is the voice of Robin in Teen Titans. And Teen Titans Go. Okay. So still working, still oh, doing great, things. Great. Yeah. That's something I have not checked out yet. I definitely want to. I want to watch that at some point. I haven't watched Go, but I watched Teen Titans when they were on. Hmm. Teen Titans is good. Okay. Yeah. Um. Did you recognize Jim's voice? It sounds familiar. He is Brian Posehn. Oh yeah, I saw. I saw. That's a recognizable. I saw that yeah. one in the credit in the credits. Uh, if you're not familiar with Brian Posehn, he's an amazing stand-up comedian. I've seen. I've seen several of them. He's great. Yeah, I could. Yeah, he's hilarious. No wonder why this is so funny. Like, I just. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's a great cast. Um, two, two more. The last two I want to talk about. Um, I'll do this one first. Mrs. French, and every female that doesn't have a name. Mrs. French and every female that doesn't have. Okay, like all the girls. Mrs. French, the principal. Um, there was a female teacher for like a, a fraction of a second. Okay. Every female character that didn't have a name was voiced by Tress McNeil. Huh. She is, she's Dot from Animaniacs. From Animaniacs. Oh, wow. And she's on like 200 something episodes of The Simpsons. Wow. Which again, these, this is Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein who that are old Simpsons people. That makes many, plenty of sense. Exactly. Yeah. She's. She's all over. She's all over the show. As like again, just every time they needed a female and it wasn't one of the main characters, they brought Tress in. Yeah, uh, which is cool. That is really cool. The last super weird one, Gwen, Andy's Girl, sort of girlfriend. Girlfriend, okay. She is the singing telegram girl from Clue. Right, really? Yeah. That's so random, but super so cool. Random. I love it. Yeah. Oh my god, that's awesome. Yeah, super cool. Now, I didn't write down the actors' names because I didn't really know anything that they were in. Their names didn't jump out to me. But I think we would be remiss if we were going to talk about the show and not talk about Gus and Wally. Think about 1999. Yeah. Primetime television. That kiss, I would have thought, would have sparked so much controversy. It didn't. Nobody watched this show. That would make sense. If people were paying attention and like this show had ratings, it probably would have been huge. Yeah. It probably would have gotten like protests. But 
because no one watched it. It sailed through without any problems. Um, and Gus and Wally end up being like main characters throughout the entirety of this yeah, show. Yeah. They're the best. They're an awesome couple. Like they complement each other really well <laughs> um, in very funny ways. And that scene actually won Mission Hill a Glad Award oh, in wow. 1999. Oh, yeah. that's, wow. That's great. Yeah, super, super cool. Yeah. Especially like that time, like now, like LBGQ is like you see it on TV all the time now. But like back then, like you wouldn't even, I, I, something I would not have even so, been thinking about seeing. It, it was a ballsy, ballsy choice to do that in 1999 yeah definitely and to do it to do it in 1999 again on primetime television like network tv yeah you know yeah i gotta give it up to to bill oakley and josh weinstein for oh, for doing no, that that, That's... A, that it just made the the like cast so more diverse yeah and it was it just like it just fit in perfect now gus and wally there's a funny there's a funny thing and i, I read an interview with with bill oakley that confirms that this is true but i don't i don't know if you even know about this but in the late 80s people used to trade cassette tapes that they would like record either off the radio or just like of people around them doing funny things okay it was like you know viral videos before viral videos were a thing Mm -hmm. and there was a series of them that you can Google and and go by the name Shut Up Little Man. Yeah. And it was um a person just sticking their recorder out their window recording their their neighbors fighting and they didn't know if it was a gay couple or if it was just two roommates who would would fight back and forth but like there was a higher pitched voice that would say shut up little man mm-hmm. when they were arguing to the to the to the deeper baser voice um there's a whole documentary about it it's, it's actually really interesting the documentary s- searches out and finds out who the two characters are but gus and wally are based on those old tapes the shut uh, up little man tapes yeah that's yeah. really cool yeah it's pretty neat um if you've never seen the documentary shut up little man i recommend it um, and then you'll see so many similarities between those tapes and what you hear Gus hmm. and Wally doing. I will have to look for that. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a fun one. Hmm. But yeah, this is a show I found when I was I'm gonna say a sophomore in high school. It's about college age or like just out of college age, like slackers. I always identified with the slacker characters. Yeah. Even though I was significantly younger, I still I, identified and saw so much of myself and andy so much of myself and jim not so much posy but i know so many people like posy yeah and i and then the arguing between jim and andy is so much me and my brother me and my brother used to watch this together actually i randomly text him goober guyber <laughs> and he knows ex- and usually if i text him goober guyber he'll text back what happened to the couch <laughs> that line is hilarious <laughs> it's <but>. so good <laughs> He just like also the whole like apartment setup just reminded me of like having like I mean most people's apartments were like small in New York but like that whole apartment was crazy and then him just jumping off that loft expecting the couch to be there I'm like oh where's the couch I feel like it had like that dorm room vibe where like they had the small bedrooms with the big like common area you know what I mean so yeah it was super super cool that. That line, yeah, cracks me up every time. Oh my god! But yeah, this is 
This is one of my favorite shows. Yeah, I think ever. These would definitely be people I would have hung out with. Like, like, like these are people I still hang out with. Exactly. Like, like being in an an artist community. Like these. Like all these people are definitely people I would hang out. Whether I, I watched this if I was in high school, whether I watched this like when I was a college, I always identified with just the mis. I guess you can call them the misfits. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Remember to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I think we're gonna do these periodically throughout yeah. the yeah, this throughout. Is fun. Yeah, I, I like I like these kind of. I want to cover more shows that I watched in high school. I still want Saturday Morning Showdown to be what we watched in like elementary school or before, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't mind doing the occasional after dark episode where we cover things that we either watched in high school or watched back then, but absolutely should not have watched back then. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I think, I think this will be great, but yeah, um, we have a Facebook group. Um, and also we're on Facebook and Instagram. Let us know what you're interested in watching and we will look for it and possibly talk about it. Um, and we're always looking for guests, so if you ever want to be a guest, just hit us up. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for listening. Remember to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Um, like Lee mentioned, we have our Facebook group where we discuss our favorite shows and the episodes. It's a good time. Join it. We're, it's uh, called Saturday Morning Showdown. This is usually the part of the show where Lee rattles off what we got going on, but there's not much. Yeah, um, this is June 6th, so yeah, everything has been, up till now, has been canceled. I was, we were supposed to have some Comic-Cons and some punk rock flea markets going on, but they are being canceled due to to this pandemic. There's just so much uncertainty right now, so I don't want to say where or will definitely be, so just keep looking on our Facebook and Instagram and just to see where we'll be at. Um, right now we are doing some virtual markets just to keep busy. Um, we're doing the Trenton Punk Rock Flea Market virtual market, and we're also doing the Jersey City Oddities virtual market. Um, you can look on those markets. Um, we will post some of our items there. Make sure you're also supporting all the other small businesses as well. Um, we also have some of our items on in the market at the South Street Art Mart in Philadelphia. Uh, they're shop is currently closed but if you happen to be walking down south street definitely take a look in their window they have some really cool signs in their window for the for the times right now and just make sure you visit their uh website at southstreetartmart.com um and support all the vendors that are part of that um we have some of our pins and magnets and keychains on the site um you can buy a gift card or buy a postcard for right now until the shop opens um it would definitely really help nicole and nicole out and all the vendors um everyone's really struggling right now so just make sure you're supporting your small businesses your craft vendors your restaurants Uh, just make sure you're helping everyone out right now because times are tougher right now for everybody yeah totally all right thank you for listening yeah absolutely thanks for listening we'll see you guys in a couple weeks peace